ladies, do you really want to know what's on our mind? How we really feel? The truth? Then stay tuned to He Said What with your host, Simply Bree on Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back. This is your girl, Simply Bree. So glad to have you guys. If you are just tuning in, tonight's topic is, should a woman give her boyfriend husband privileges? And our guest this evening is Mr. Jimmy. Now, Jimmy, you want to go by Jimmy? You want to go by Jim, the poet? How, do, how would you like for me to address you? Uh, Jimmy is just fine. Jimmy is cool. <laughs> okay, Jimmy. So, <laughs> it just sounds weird saying Jimmy. <laughs> but cool. Okay. Well, hopefully you're having um, a good evening so far. Today is Tuesday, thank God. Um, but hopefully your day is going good. Uh, my day is going well, um, as well as it can go during these crazy times. So, um, can't complain. Can't really complain. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, what do you think? Do should a woman give her boyfriend husband privileges? What do you think about that? Um. To be honest, I don't really have a definitive answer. Um. Because for me, it it varies. It varies uh, per relationship. Um. Everybody is different. Personally, um, I would go into a first date asking what would you consider husband benefits or, you know, something that you would strictly reserve for husband. And then um, depending on what they say, um, I would give my answer. So let's do an example. If you, let's say for some women, um, sharing financial responsibility, that's something that they might have, they might have reserved as, you know, something that's strictly for marriage, something that's strictly for a husband. For me personally, um, I agree because mm-hmm. your uh, once your finances finances are tied together, um, technically you are legally binded now, um, mm-hmm. and marriage is also a legally a legally binded contract. So if we're going to be legally binded, then we might as well save that financial aspect for when. We're married when you're my wife and we have a joint account and, you know, I don't have a problem with, okay, she's going to the store. She has the card. What's she going, is she going to go to Mexico with my money? Like, what, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's a, it's a joint account then at, at that point. Um, but if we're talking about something like sex, uh, there's a lot of women that think uh, reserving sex for marriage is how they should go about their date life. Now, personally, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> you gonna give me the cookies? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. Um, I agree with let's wait three months, let's wait six months, like on some Steve Harvey plan type stuff. Like we can wait, right. but waiting all the way until marriage, which possibly could be years, um. I feel as though that that might be unnecessary. And the reason why I think that's unnecessary is because um, I don't think sex will alter me or the person that I choose to be with enough to the point where it's going to completely alter if I should marry them or not, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because a lot of women say men change when... Um, they st- when sexual activity 
begins, they say a lot of men change, which is true. But like yeah. I said at the beginning, it's it, it's personal. It varies, uh, which is why I ask these questions at, uh, during the first date. First, second date, third date, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I try to get these questions out so I can completely understand what would they consider husband benefits and what, you know, they could be like, okay, I'll, I'll give to my boyfriend, if that makes right. sense. So my uh my my main answer for this question is mm-hmm. it varies. It, it it varies on your personal beliefs and it depends on what if you can this is something that I also tell women. On the first date if you say I wanna wait till I wanna wait till marriage to engage in sexual activity and the guy mm-hmm. disagrees, but you can have a discussion, not manipulate now, have a discussion. <laughs> You know, cause there's a there's a difference between mentally manipulating somebody to get your way and actually having a back and forth um, give and take discussion. Right. If you can have a discussion, and at the end of that discussion he agrees with you, then that's you know that's that's a, something that also can happen. Um, right. So, giving giving a boyfriend husband benefits is really a discussion based topic. Um, you can sway somebody. You really could have a discussion and sway somebody's decision. And now you don't have to make that decision yourself. Where it's like, should I do this for him? And whole time he he's sitting there like, all you had to do was tell me, and I I agree with you. We could wait for that. So right. That's that's my thoughts on it. It varies basically. Okay, and and every guy that comes onto this show. I, I do like for my audience to know that every guy that comes onto this show has different opinions. That's their personal perspective. Jimmy's not speaking on behalf of all men because he's just one guy and he can speak from his own personal experience. So I don't want anyone to get anything mixed up. Um, so when it comes to, like you said, financial responsibilities, when you are married and you have a joint account, it, it's just, it's just one account. That's just what it is. You guys are doing this together. But when you're dating, is it even important that you know what's going on with your significant other financially as far as their debts and things? I think it is important um, because ultimately with at, I'm 30. So for me, mm-hmm. ultimately, I'm dating to get married. So if, you're, if, you, if you have $40,000 of student loans that you haven't paid off yet and by the time we get married you only worked your way down to thirty two thousand <laughs> that's gonna impact me like right. we're, we're joining finances now. So it's gonna impact me. So I feel like I don't think it's something I need to know right off top. Um something I need to know financially right off top is do you have a job? Are you eating? You know can right. you pay your rent? You know, like the the, the basic things. Um and then the bigger things are like, the, how big is your debt? Like, do you owe college loans? Um, credit did you score. take a mortgage out that you can't pay? But yeah, your credit score. Uh, are you on child support? Like something yes. like that, because women can be on child support as well. So, right. um, yeah, I, th- I think knowing about somebody's finances is very important. Um, 
during marriage, during dating, just even as a friend, like I I need to know what, what your situation is because I don't want to turn around one day and you're like I lost my whole house because and then I'm sitting there like you never told me you never told me that uh never told me that you took a loan out for a loan yeah. shark like you never told me that so I think it's it's very <laughs> it, it's, we live in a society that thrives off of money financial stimulation and your financial status can make or break a relationship is very important. Um, but in the same token, I also don't value money. Um, right. But because at the end of the day, it's it's a man-made construct. So I, I try not to put that much value on it, but realistically, you, we need it. it. It's no good. Until somebody comes out and is like, we can't use money anymore, then it's something that we have to live by. So uh, while dating is something that I do pay attention to, and I do, I will consider for marriage your financial status, even all the way down to your family's financial right. status. Like if your family has a history of debt, poverty, um, you know, owing money, not being good with saving money, that's something that can turn into a generational curse. So when we connect the flesh I think that getting married connects the flesh and the spirit, right? So if your family has a history of not being good with money, that can transfer into the spirit. So now when we are saying our vows and combining our love and, you know, in the fleshly world, I feel like we're also doing that in the spiritual world. And you can transfer your generational curses now onto me. And now when we're reproducing and having kids, we're transferring that onto our kids. So right. I, I, pay, I pay attention to that. I pay attention to that. Like, um, But if you come from money, I also pay attention to that too because I've met women that have come from money, but that money, like, corrupted them. You, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have, have you ever met somebody that was like, okay, you, you have money, you're well off, but your mm-hmm. like your spirit isn't right, your heart isn't right, you're greedy. Right. Like that's not good either. So having money doesn't having money doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good match. And then not having money doesn't necessarily mean you're a good match either. Because like I said, a woman's family could have a history of not being good with money. But as a man, I can teach you something that can reroute your entire uh, thought process on how to deal with finances. So mm-hmm. that's something that uh, I think about as well. Uh, you can teach me something, and I can teach you something, and we can really create our own timeline now. We could right. break a generational curse and create our own timeline, especially with finances. So, right. Yeah. And you should be able to learn. That's my that's my thing, too. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's just dating, you should be able to learn something from that person that you did not know. Like, you don't know everything, I don't know everything, so at some point in time, just exchanging a dialogue, with, you know, amongst yourselves, you should be able to take something from those conversations. If not, then what are you really doing? How can you really grow if you're not even learning from the person that you're with? Exactly. So, exactly. Now, what are considered husband privileges? Um, I think, like I said, sex is something that's on there. Definitely sharing a joint account 
Mm-hmm. That's on there. Um, I would I would put I would put buying property and mm. yes. like a house, land, something like like not necessarily starting a business because if our relationship doesn't work out, we ultimately could still, you know, work out being business partners and sharing the business. Um mm-hmm. but something like a house, land you know, an asset, that a generational asset, I feel mm-hmm. like that should be reserved for your husband, your wife, um, some marriage, basically. Also, um, I would say, hmm, oh, it's not much. Like I said at the it beginning, really it really varies. Uh, right. It, it really varies, but it's just the main two: finances and sex. Those right. two right there are bubble, they're bubble topics. Because, like I said, they, sex could make or break a relationship, and finances can make or break a relationship. So, yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, I think those two could be considered husband benefits. Okay. Um, and for some women, they should be. Right. Now, because you've Never been married, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Have you been married before? I've never been married. Okay. So by you never being married, how would you know what to expect of a wife? Um, observation of other marriages. Um, mm-hmm. Like, my father is married. He's on his third wife, though. So mm-hmm. I try to... <laughs> I try to take his marital advice with a grain of salt because he's like, "Bro, you're your third wife." So, you can't tell I mean, me not nothing. to put him on, like, not to put him on blast, but it's like you messed up with my mother and the other lady, and now you're on this mm-hmm. random lady. So, I'm, you know, um, but basically, um, observation, observing other people's marriages, even going to uh, the point of um, seeking counsel. From a married couple that you don't even know, mm-hmm. um, and, and just researching, basically researching, reading books, uh, going to seminars. Like I said, talking to other married couples, just observing what a woman is like and the role of a wife, um, and then basically pulling from all of the different sources that I got my research from and kind of, you know, making my own version of what I would want my wife to be. Um, right. And that's, that, that is something that I have learned while talking to other, uh, or talking to married couples. That's something that I've learned. Um, personalizing your wife or personalizing your husband, because you could seek uh, marital advice from a married couple and, their dynamic might not necessarily work for you, so you can't adopt it. You have to right. you have to look at them and say, "Okay, I wouldn't want my husband doing that, or I wouldn't want my wife doing that." Let me let me write that down um, on my little build a build a, a wife or build a husband chart. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't. <laughs> right, like her husband don't take out the trash. I, I don't want that for my husband. He need to take out all the trash. Like, so it's uh, essentially it's a it's a class, you know. Right. Um, take notes, ask questions, and uh, do research. And, and then 
your real world experience will come when you actually get married. And I feel like because you have prepared yourself um, the entire time before your marriage, then you should be well ahead of people that just didn't do anything, didn't do any homework, didn't do any research. So when it comes to what I expect my wife to be, um, I'm still I'm still preparing and I'm still doing right. research, basically. Right. It's interesting how when you think back on how relationships functioned back in the days compared to now. Back in the days, the man, and sometimes they didn't necessarily have to be the husband, they took care of the household if they were in a relationship with that woman. They took care of all the kids that she had. They played daddy, and they made sure that everyone was straight. And, you know, now it's almost as if you can't even get past phase one, which is just dating, to get to phase two, which is just relationships. So I think when it comes to who we get our advice from, it's kind of going to it's going to give you a mixture. You're going to get a mixture of responses if you're going to the old school versus the people who are, you know, within our age range who are married and and have a successful relationship. So I think that plays a role it just depends on who you're getting advice and um advice and and just, you know, counsel from. Right, exactly. Definitely, um, if you're seeking advice from somebody, definitely don't go to like a Bobby and Whitney type of couple. You know, like make a make a smart like a Barack and a Michelle type of couple. Right. Like I don't even go as far as to say a Jay Z and Beyonce uh, type of dynamic mm-hmm. because they at least have the business aspect down. Right. Um, right. I don't know. I, I can't speak on them personally, and I hope you know that I don't get attacked for this, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the authentic it's there's authentic love there. But mm-hmm. one thing um, I am observing is they they do have the business aspect down. We are a brand. We're a business. Like together, whatever you do is going to Im- impact our money, and then whatever right. I do is going to impact our money, and then we can make money together. So everything right. you do that makes money affects me, and everything I do to make money affects you. And that's why they're both worth a billion dollars, not collectively. Separately, they're both worth a billion. So, mm-hmm. um, that's I, I definitely think seeking advice from a married couple, you need to actually quietly in the corner observe that couple and then ask for advice. Don't just walk up to just anybody because, <laughs> like I said, a Bobby and Whitney couple are how you doing crack in the basement or something Stop like that. It. So, I mean, all right, rest rest in peace, Whitney. Though, no no disrespect, but we know what they did. I'm just saying. They shouldn't have been together That's all I'm saying (laughs) Sometimes those make the best couples When they are just opposites Like opposites attract And unfortunately it did happen Their relationship was very On edge Um, But I feel like with them Because we got to witness it We also got to witness how genuine The love was You know like it was real So versus You know people who are together and they're just showing us what they feel we we want to see. Whereas behind closed doors, somebody's getting their tail whooped or someone's cheating, someone's having kids outside of the marriage, but we don't see that part. We just see the happy couple. 
So I think that, um, yeah, we really just need to be very particular with where we're getting this this knowledge and experience from. Um, you're not going to go to a couple who's having problems in their marriage, like infidelity. You're not going to go to them and try to get, you know, advice on, you know, what to look for in a woman because they're going to tell you everything opposite of probably who they're with. So it's, I think it just really depends on if it's a healthy relationship or not, whether they're smoking crack or not. I mean, you're going to know because the house going to smell like well, but don't ask me how I know. I'm from Baltimore. I know what crack smells like. I'm from Baltimore. I know that crack smell. It smells like burning Timberlands in the house. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can't. I can't with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now let me ask you this. Why do you feel some women battle with trying to prove themselves to be wifey material? Um, I think pop culture, society. Uh, mm-hmm. Um there's not as much pressure to get married, um, pushed onto men as it is women. I feel like women are groomed for marriage from the time they are girls until they reach a certain age. And if they get to that age and they don't have a husband yet, then yeah. it, the pressure intensifies. And I feel like that, if when you spend your entire life with somebody in your face talking about, okay, you got to get married. You got to get a husband. You got to have kids by this age. You got to you got to have your mm-hmm. house in order. You need this type of husband and you, that that impacts um that impacts your mindset on you know wifely duties and mm-hmm. when you should be a wife and it, it, it even going into dating it impacts it because marriage is on your mind. I feel like women have marriage on their mind at an earlier age than men do. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were a couple instances where I was like college aged, which is like eighteen to twenty five, maybe twenty six mm-hmm. college age. Uh, we know that age. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> college age, and <laughs> I'm on a date, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm still young. You know, I haven't, I don't, I don't have anything on my goal list even checked off yet, all the way down to like where I want to live yet. So wow. I'm still at my starting point. So. I'm on dates and and they're talking marriage and I'm like, I'm really not even thinking that. Like I'm thinking about what you want to do next weekend. And if you want to go back to, you know, you want, what you want to do, get a hotel room. I'm like, what, you know, that was my mindset. I ain't even that far yet. <laughs> right. Um, so I noticed that the women that I was dating, I don't know if I was just good at picking the women that I was dating or if this is the mindset for, for the majority of women, but marriage was on their mind um, at that age when it wasn't on mine. And, it, and a lot of men, a lot of my male peers, it wasn't on our mind. So I feel like when it comes to, what was the question again? When it comes to, um, to women, why do you feel like they battle a lot with trying to prove themselves to be wifey material? Oh, right. Um, so I feel like them being pressured to get married basically their whole life is what uh, stimulates that pressure. And then also their peers. Um, Like I said, I'm 30. 
I have a lot of homegirls that are 30 in their 30s or about to be 30. And a lot of our friends and peers are married. Um, and I feel like that is pressure. When you look around and you're like, okay, Ashley is married, Tiffany is married, Brittany is married, Sabrina is married, Daphne is married, and I'm not married. That's pressure because now everybody's right. looking at you like, where's your husband? What's wrong with you? We're having these cookouts. Right. We're having these cookouts. You bring in baby daddy number six. Like, where you get, not the stereotype <laughs> woman, by the way. Right. To say right. that y'all all got baby moms. I'm just saying, just somebody that's not a husband. Right. Um, and I feel like that's pressure. Um, even yeah. all the way down to uh, still having influence from your parent. Uh, you mm-hmm. could almost be in your 30s all you want to, but your mama is still going to be your mama. Your father mm-hmm. still going to be your father, and they're still going to talk to you like you're a child. So right. if you don't have a husband and your mother has been in your face or your parents have been in your face dressed in marriage and you're still and yet in your 30s still without a husband, I feel like that's another thing that creates pressure and um, it eats away at women. And I feel like over time a lot of women make that the focal point going into dating. They make it, they put it before finances, they'll put it before sex, they'll put it before education, marriage. Um, right. And it's the first thing that they say on a date, um, and it might actually scare some men away. But, yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, marriage definitely scares a lot of guys away uh, within a conversation within the first, first, especially a first date. But I feel like as a woman, it is kind of critical in a sense to to ask because you want to know what the person's intentions are long term like when someone wants to know what do you think about marriage you know do you want to get married do you not want to get married we're not talking about like hey like right now we just want to know okay if this thing turns into something serious is there hope that it would lead to marriage no one knows when that's going to happen but there are some guys who already know that they do not want to be married. They are like, no, that's just the, the government, that's the system's way of keeping track of everything that we do and all of this other stuff. So um, I think that's the pressure, too, that women get with wanting to know is he even entertaining the thought of ever getting married or am I just wasting my time? So we're just getting pressure all over the place. Exactly, um, and it's more it's more pressure than men get. Um, yeah. As a man, I will say um, my parents talk to me about marriage, but they don't talk to me about marriage as much as they talk to my sisters about marriage. Mm. Um, and I I realized that might be a social const- construct or however you want to yeah. say it, mm-hmm. um, because like I said. I feel like women are groomed for marriage from the time they become, from the time they have their first menstrual cycle mm-hmm. until they get married. Marriage is a constant topic of discussion, but for men, not so much. Um, especially mm-hmm. in the, I notice in the black community, it's really not it's really not a topic for men. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know if it's because of the things that's going on around us, or if it's just a part of this 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 society that we live in, like we right. live in a society where uh men aren't necessarily held accountable. Um and this country is kinda of being ran from like the the good old boys club. 
mm-hmm. basically. Um, the Boys Will Be Boys Club. So we kind of mm-hmm. get away with, like, you have four kids and you're not married yet, and nobody's really looking at the man. They're looking at the woman. Right. Um, I don't think it's fair, but I, I am observing that women are pressured for marriage more. Um, right. Especially on social media. I know it's on social media all the time. You got kids. Where's where's your ring? You know, yeah. they've been together. They've been together for five five years. Uh, she ain't got no ring yet. Why she she need to uh-huh. leave? It. Why she doing that? So I, I noticed that a lot, but nobody's necessarily talking about why hasn't he proposed to her? Right. Why does he keep impregnating her? And he's not talking about marriage. Does he want to get me? You get what I'm saying? Like, the pressure isn't yeah. put on the man. It's put on a woman, and that's weird because the man in our culture is the one that proposes. So right. I don't understand. Well, women... wait a minute now, because I done seen a couple of videos of some women dropping down to them knees. That That's actually, to be honest with you, I don't see a problem with that. Um, I don't see a problem with that because women propose to men without the act, um, at least a year or maybe six six months to a year before a man decides to get a ring and propose. They start talking about marriage. So if you were, it it's not it's not a proposal where it's not a proposal to the point where you're getting on your knee and you're presenting a ring. But if you actually look up the definition of a proposal, when you're in the kitchen and you're like are you when you proposing? Do you want to get married? That's a proposition. Mm. Do you want to get married? Do you want, do you want to have kids? Do you want to, you know, are we getting a house together? What, what do you think about marriage? Where do you want to get married at? That's a proposition. You're, you're making a proposition, um, and without getting on your knee. So I feel as though getting on your knee and proposing the ring. You've been asking me in the kitchen while we've been cooking breakfast for eight. Months now, when are we getting married? So for you to get on the knee with a ring, it's like you already asked me this question. Now you're just making right. it formal. Right. You're putting it into action. Right. right. That's like if if we, you know, over the year we was talking about, if we were talking about starting a business, starting a business, and then I finally come to you with a formal biz- business proposition. I got a space. I got the money. I, these are the business partners. This is the name. This is the logo. That's a That's an official proposal, but you know we've been talking about starting a business for months now. So right. when I when I finally slap that paperwork on your desk, it's not going to be a shock anymore, you know, because right. it's, it's like we've been talking about this. So I kind of expected you to do that. So right. a, a woman proposing, I, I'm not really bothered by it. If you want to propose to me, propose to me. Just don't put a ring <laughs> on my finger. <laughs> you know, Wait, I don't like that. I'm not going to stick my hand out. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I think I speak. I think I speak for most of this generation when I say initially we're confused about what ring the finger. What, I mean, yeah. what uh, finger the ring goes? Yeah, yeah. like is it your left? Yeah, like I'm gonna stick out the wrong thing. Like, wait, that's my middle <laughs> finger now. <I> don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's when and you then, think about it because I thought it's the right hand when you're engaged and then the left hand when you actually marry because you have to exchange vows and that's when you're putting the bands on. See, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've, I've been to marriages. I mean, I've been to weddings before, um, but I've never actually witnessed somebody proposing and getting proposed to. I've never, I've never witnessed it. So I really don't know what finger (laughs) 
the ring yeah. goes on. Um, and then even at the wedding, um, I'm gonna admit it. I was I was looking at the bridesmaids. I wasn't paying attention at all. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily know. I just know they was like it's over. We're gonna walk back down the aisle and go to the little reception. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> but we got Google. I'll Google it. Yeah, we're going to, what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to take a music break, right? And when we come back, we are going to have the answer for you guys on which hand does the ring actually go on when you propose. So we will be right back. Hot girl summer, I know y'all felt the vibe. Been just wasting my time, I had to reapply. Early Sunday morning, Bronx County Drive. Y'all want anything but a decent guy. Yeah, yeah. So make sure that you get your respect. Respect me, don't ever try me, I come at your neck. I did a lot of niggas savers, I came to collect. If you ain't coming correct, then you gotta hit reset. 20 years later, they know I'm a vet. These niggas see me as a threat and they mark me for death. It's to that extent, I'm at the point where there ain't nobody left. I'm killing the game and it's just bodies left. The most revered practitioner of this practice is here. You can't even call it a rapping career. I'm actually fed, so fuck whoever rapping this year. I want the static like running the comb through Kaepernick's hair. These rappers don't know they ass from their ears, so when they rap it ain't clear. A lot of shit in my DMs I ain't here. I only care about who actually care. I'm good. I stopped watching the Instagram and started watching who near. Look, I changed up. I'm too expensive to rhyme. I have an expansive mind. Goat is not an incentive of mine. Long nights at the Barclays watching others shine. While my mother gotta watch me grind. And don't nobody hit my line because everybody leaving me behind. Still winning but trailing behind in a decent time. I met this girl named India, used to kick it to her. She used to say she was ugly, I stopped listening to her. How can she believe what I was pitching to her? But she don't believe in the gift I was given to her. Still concerned with the way niggas view her. But from speaking her mind to chilling online just to change the computers. That shit don't make you any cuter. Before you IG filter, you gotta learn to respect the shooter. Dead. Cheating, a rude awakening. Written by Ree. How will you handle the truth? Pre-order your copies at jampublishing.net. Welcome back. Thank you guys for joining. This is He Said What? Okay, I am your host, Simply Bree. Tonight we have uh, my guest, Mr. Jimmy, and we are actually tackling this question, should a woman give her boyfriend husband privileges? Now, before we came back, the first track that you heard 
was called Bronx County Drive, and that's by Prince Weiser. Um, Check him out on Instagram. He's at Prince Weiser on Instagram. So now, if you guys are interested in chiming in on this conversation, give us your two cents. The phone number is 515-602-9647, and we will bring you guys up and see what you got to say. Now, before we went on this little quick break, the question was, which hand do, do you place the engagement ring? Is it the right hand or the left hand? Now, I looked it up on my end, and it says that the if it's just before the wedding ceremony, the engagement ring is exchanged onto the right hand, so the wedding ring can be placed onto the left hand to be worn closest to the heart. I think they did a typo or something in there, but I think what they're saying is the engagement ring goes on the right hand. And then when you have the ceremony, it moves from the right to the left. So that's what I've always known it as. But, I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat, right? Yeah, that is true. Whatever whatever floats your boat. If you want to put it on a necklace and put it around the neck, are y'all married? Of course. So <laughs> There you go. Look, you off the shelf, okay? Um, now, one thing that I did want to go back to uh, and mention when you had stated that parents tend to pressure the daughters more so about marriage than the actual sons, um, I think it has something to do with personal satisfaction as a parent, knowing that your daughter, at least, is married, and she's not out here just having kids out of wedlock. I think that's like a their own gratification of some sort. And I could be wrong. If there's any parents out there who uh, have children that are older and, you know, you pressure your child into marriage for a different reason, chime in, let us know. I think for men, men are more pressured into not having kids. Don't bring home no babies. They said it to the girls, but they say it to the boys, do not go out there and have no babies until you're married. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, no, that's definitely true. Um, because men have the power to impregnate. Women can't unless they go to a sperm bank. Um, they don't really have the power to get themselves pregnant. And because men carry the seed, more I feel like the power is more of the power is placed into um, the man's hands when it comes to reproduction than it is the woman's hand. Right. Um, which is which is probably why I stress more not to bring kids home. You can, it's cool if you're not married as a as a man, but just <laughs> top mm-hmm. of, wear a condom or something, do something, bro. Um, right, trash so bags. I, I feel like it's stress more. But also, um, another thing I deserve I, I've observed in our culture is, um, whether you're married or not. It's common for a ba- the ba- the child to have the man's last name. Right. Um, so if we're talking about in terms of legacy and generational wealth, if you have an, a child outside of marriage and then you meet another woman, get married, and y'all have kids, that child that you had out of, outside of wedlock is your first child now. So when you mm-hmm. when you start to uh, – accumulate assets that you can pass down to your kids, your wife may be looking like, 
I don't really know who this kid that you had outside the marriage is, but I feel like our first child should get the property. You know what I'm saying? So now right. you're in a predicament. And I think parents try to try to prevent that. Uh, you don't want to be in a situation where it's like I had this child first, and now my child, first child's mother is in a disagreement with my wife. <laughs> and uh-huh. because she's my wife, I feel as though I have to take her side because she's my wife. You know what I'm saying, right. but that, uh, that's a, that's a discussion in itself. Um, that I that a lot of, that I've been asked by a lot of women who has more importance, the babe, the child's mother or the wife. Um, mm. But that's a that's a that's gonna be a whole wow. other show right there. Listen, that's, let me that's, write that's, that's that one down time. and have you back. Right, that's that's a that's a deep one. Um, it's a deep one. Um, but in terms of Marriage, um, it's definitely put on women. It's definitely right. put on women more than it's put on men. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't know where it started, but it's, it's def- there's definitely an imbalance. Right. Um, which is which is weird, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that. Now thinking about it, as we're having this conversation, I think back on all of the guys that I've met, and when we talk about um, privileges, husband privileges, well, the, the guys that I've always met are seeking wifely privileges as well, because the first thing that they usually ask me is, do you know how to cook? Now, as me being a woman, yeah, yeah, I can cook. I was married before, so that's what I had to do. But as a girlfriend, you know, that's not really anything that should be important to you is whether or not I can cook. You shouldn't even care to know that unless you have intentions on later on down the road becoming a husband. Then I see it's important to know whether or not your significant other can cook. But I feel like that's also maybe even subconsciously something that um, guys typically – inquire on as far as, you know, wifey privileges. Because I get some guys who are are expecting me to cook for them. And it's like, I'm not even your girlfriend yet, and you're looking for me to cook. Like, and then women get caught up in it. Women will cook because, and this goes along with, you know, proving themselves, they will cook to show a man that I can cook and I would make a wonderful wife because you will not go hungry. You will have food on your table every night with no fuss. So have you, during the process of getting to know a woman, have you ever asked them if they know how to cook or not? Um, I have. I think that topic is a context-based topic. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to look at the context surrounded by that question. I'm a cook for a living. So it becomes um, a topic of discussion during dates naturally because we're naturally talking about our occupations, and I'm like, I cook for a living. Right. So it's it, for me, it's natural for me to be like, do you cook? And I'm not necessarily yeah. asking, you know, as a relationship. I'm literally just asking, do you know how to do you know how to put chicken in a pan? And like, do you know how to cook? Like, as a survival <laughs> skill, like, can you cook? Yeah. Right. Um, and it's not necessarily for my benefit. It's more informative. 
But there are men out here who do ask that question specifically to know, as a wife, are you going to cook for me? And I feel like I don't think that's right. Right. Um, I don't think that that falls under gender roles, and I'm not really a big fan of gender roles. There is, There are some gender roles that just make sense. Um, but, like, the wife cooking, especially as a man that cooks as a profession, right. I don't think that my wife has to cook. Like, you don't, you don't need to know how to cook. I can cook. Like, nine times out of ten, I'll, bring, I'll cook some food at work and then bring it to the house or something like that. So right. um, I think that – now, do I think that that is something that you should save? Like, cooking, should you save that for your husband? No. I think that's over, – you're overdoing it. Um, I think that um, Like I said it's a context Based discussion it's a it's a Context based discussion once That once that question is put on the table You need to observe The guy that's asking that question Is he asking this So I can cook for him every Saturday Or like every night do I need to have dinner On the table or is he just asking me this question Just you know to find Out if I can cook you know for information And if you right. if if it's the latter, if it's the latter, then it's like I can cook. You know, you can cook every Tuesday or something. Make a little cup. Every Tuesday is taco night, and you know I cook yeah, the taco. taco like, you Tuesdays. can make something fun out. Right, something something like that. You know, Thursdays is T-bone steak Thursdays. I, you know, I'm on <laughs> cooking duty. So, like you can you can make it fun. Like you don't necessarily have to be like I'm. I'm not ever gonna cook for you. Until you put a ring right. on my thing like that, it doesn't have to be like that. Now, if you do, if you come across a man who's asking that question, and you realize he's asking this question because he wants to know if I'm going to be on that quote unquote housewife at dinner on the table by the time you get home from work type of vibe, mm-hmm. honestly, I wouldn't even continue dating because right. <laughs> I feel like that's that's kind of some misog- that's misogynistic in a sense. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's the reason why I listen like. And our grand and my and our grandparents or even parents day and age, that might not have been a misogynistic thing to expect. But in twenty twenty, I yeah. feel like it is because women are see, like they're CEOs now, they're professors at colleges, they're whole athletes, they have whole careers, business owners, entrepreneurs. You know, they they have their own lives now. Um mm-hmm. versus our grandparents' age where it was like Women weren't working because they literally couldn't work. Not because right. they didn't want to, but it was like, look, the only jobs in our town right now are factory jobs, and you—they're not going to hire you. Yo, you, it was that type of thing. So they had no choice but to stay home, and at the minimum, you know, let me at least cook. You know, my right. husband's been out all day, uh, but it's not—we're not—we don't live in that type of society anymore. So right. I feel like no. expecting. Right, expecting your wife to have dinner on the table by the time you get home from work is ridiculous because, honestly, in this day and age, you might get off of work before your wife does. So mm-hmm. now like, you're going <laughs> to sit in the house all day. <laughs> right. You get off of work at 6 p.m. She, she doesn't get off of work until 8 p.m. So what you going to do, sit in the house for two hours until she get home to cook? Like, no. Right. Um, no, that's like not happening. Right, you need. I feel like more men need to learn how to cook. Um, yeah. And i I don't think it's. A, I don't think it can. It should be a marital thing either. Um, it really can be a boyfriend and girlfriend thing, and it really could be. Yeah. Like I said, Taco Tuesday, T 
T Bone Steak Thursday or whatever you want to whatever day you want to call it, and just make cooking a thing because um, one thing that I've observed while dating is cooking together is an intimate act. Mm-hmm. You are creating something together. Um, and ultimately, you're getting to know each other. Um, and that's uh, an experience that I learned while dating. Like, why why are you putting cayenne pepper? Why are you, why are you putting cayenne pepper on the chicken? Oh, well, you know, my family is from X, Y, and Z. And, you right. know, cayenne pepper runs in our family. Uh, they used to, all the way down to slavery, where, they, you know, they, we used to work on a pepper for, oh, you know, you start to yeah. learn stuff while you're cooking. Um, and that's why I don't I don't think cooking should be reserved for necessarily marriage. Um, like I said, observe it, gauge it, you know. Um, and I feel like women, uh, y'all have an intuition level to where you're, you know right off top, like, okay, this is the type of dude that's going to want me to have it on the table every night and or you can say you know this is the type of dude that you know he's he's just asking so right. i don't think it should be reserved for marriage uh, unless you know you you meet that dude where it's like having on the table then you really could just be petty and be like you know what i'm a great cook but since you want to wait till since you want to wait till marriage <laughs> you know since, <laughs> since you want to list that as a, a wifely duty then i'm not you're not gonna know i could cook until you proposed to me, so I mean, you can play hardball like that and just flip the skirt, and I bet you he's gonna stop asking. <laughs> right, sure. right, that'll be a done deal. Right. Wow. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. I mean, you are so knowledgeable. You're easy to talk to, and you're just you're just very fun. So I want you to let everyone know how can they reach out to you? How can they follow you? How can they show support? Um, follow me on Instagram. That's Jimmy with a Y N E F L I B A T A. I'm gonna say it again. Uh it's Instagram, it's Jimmy with a Y, J I M M Y N E F E L I B A T A. Um also I have an art page, it's called A Poet Concepts. A Poet Concepts um, is digital art, and I'm transferring that to uh, physical art, uh, basically. And I also do merchandising as well. So if you want to follow me on my art page, um, and we can have a discussion on my art page, and we can have a discussion on my personal page, either way. But that those are the two pages, Instagram. That's how you'll reach me. Um, I'm not on Twitter. And I don't give up my Facebook because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's personal. That's where, you know, right. I got my grandma on there and all of that. So but <laughs> definitely follow me on Instagram. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for giving wonderful feedback. I hope everyone out there listening was able to grasp the gems that he definitely dropped for you guys. And just understand that. It all depends on your perspective, whether you are um, a woman and you are trying to figure out whether or not to give your boyfriend husband privileges, or if you are a man and you're trying to figure out whether to give your girlfriend wife privileges, it all just depends on you at the end of the day. So if you are looking to advertise on the show, send me an email with the subject ads. The he said what radio at gmail.com. 
make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's underscore simply Bree underscore. And also make sure you download each episode and follow me on Instagram for all of my merchandise giveaways. I will be announcing tonight's winner on Instagram. So um, make sure you stay tuned for that. And then just keep in mind, every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to give you the latest discussions with a different topic with a different guest. Check out our new show. It's called The Truth Serum, and that will be every Thursday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's including myself, Simply Bree, as well as my host, Tasha, as we talk with our guests about real topics that usually are overlooked within our community. This week's topic is going to be based on mental health awareness. So, in closing, assumptions are assumptions are made and most assumptions are wrong. All right? You guys have a wonderful evening. That was of course by your boy Albert Einstein. Have a good one, guys. If you have questions that you would like to have answered by one of our male guests, send an email with the subject questions to he said what radio at gmail.com and tune in every Tuesday live starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to he said what on blog talk radio if you are a male and would like to share your perspective by addressing some of the questions submitted send an email with the subject guest to he said what radio at gmail.com and tune in every Tuesday live starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to He Said What on Blog.